It's Friday, May 20th, 2022. I've been Bowden, and you're listening to Simple Rhythms. Simple Rhythms is a daily podcast aimed to give you a simple and steady diet of God's Word and to help us all prepare for this upcoming Sunday's sermon. And today is Friday. Friday, we always do something a little different. We either take some of your questions, or sometimes we sit down with uh, with two of the most important people in the world. And that's what we're doing today. We've got Pastor Brian and Pastor Zach with us, our uh, student minister, or, or student pastor, and our assistant student pastor. Fellas, how you doing? We're good. Doing well. So we've got a big Sunday this coming up Sunday. Woohoo! Yep, Graduate Sunday. And we've got how many that are coming? There, there will be twenty graduates. Twenty graduates. Wow. Okay. So, twenty. How big's the uh, EHS class this year? Do you know? Uh, I do not know off the top of my head. It's I know a, that there's a, a lot. Yeah. Well, Enterprise High School is the is it still the third largest mm, high school it's still in the, the third state? High school in Alabama. And so th- that right there, that alone, that that reality and that stat alone tells us just how important the. Um, the student ministry is here at First Baptist Enterprise and really at any church in this town. And we've got the third largest high school. We've got a lot of teenagers who, um, if they don't hear the gospel from their church, they're not hearing it from people that are being sent out by their church. They're not going to hear it anywhere else. I mean, it's not like back in the olden days when you just kind of saw it everywhere, felt it everywhere. Not that that was necessarily like, all good because cultural Christianity can kind of sometimes confuse the gospel. But the reality is we've got to be explicit on discipleship and the gospel. And so what I want to do, just you know, thinking through um, Graduate Sunday coming up, what I want to do today is just, is just kind of put out the question to you two men. So I've got two that, are, that will be entering the student ministry, two of my own children, that will be entering the student ministry this coming up year. Uh, they'll be in sixth grade and now at First Baptist Enterprise. Sixth grade is part of the children's, uh, uh, the, part of the student ministry. What should I, what should parents expect their children to learn and experience if they are all in? Like if they come on Wednesday nights faithfully, if they come on Sunday mornings faithfully and they're part of the corporate worship, what should, what should we expect by the time they graduate? What should they expect to learn and what should they expect to experience? I, I, I think the important, like, so having this conversation, I think the important thing for us is to go back to the beginning so we can we we say that there are really two bookends that the church does for families so we have the the beginning one end the start of the bookends is baby dedication Mm -hmm. where we call the parents to um agree to faithfully disciple their children or their Mm -hmm. child and then um we call the church to be a part of that to be a help meet in that Mm -hmm. And then the other bookend is Graduate Sunday, where it's the culmination, hopefully, of that process, uh-huh. where we, it's a really a commissioning service for us, Yeah. where we're commissioning our graduates, wherever they're going from high school, to be missionaries of the gospel, to go and share the gospel in whatever context God's calling them into after high school. So for us, it's important to realize that this isn't a process that, that begins with student ministry. It's really a process that we begin during baby dedication. Yeah. And we carry it all the way through. And those are the two main milestones in families' lives here at First Baptist Enterprise. Now, there's a, there's a third milestone. 
hopefully somewhere in between there, and that's uh, that's baptism, yep. the milestone of baptism. But that's different. You can you can plan and you can execute baby dedication and graduate and graduation, high school graduation. But you know, the, the, uh, baptism is a spirit wrought. Uh, this thing that uh, happens, and we can't manipulate that. That's uh, that's also up to the exercising faith of the child. And so, um, you know, I was 18 when I trusted in Christ, and so it was after that, that after high school, that I got baptized. And that very, very well may be the story of some of these. But these two milestones that we can plan on: baby dedication and uh, graduate Sunday. I think those are really two instrumental things because what what really matters is what happens in between Mm -hmm. so that's that's a good way to frame it so what does happen in between when starting it at least in sixth grade to 12th grade yeah so one of the things that you know we desire is to build on biblical truths that they learned and acquired throughout children's ministry and to really start advancing that i mean we're seeing that um, students and kids, they are maturing a lot quicker, but in also other aspects, they're maturing a lot um, slower. Mm-hmm. And one of those things is their um, spiritual lives, where they are, they wonder and they question things, but they don't really know where to go. They don't really know how to acquire tools to learn biblical truth. So one of the things that we want to teach them is how can they pick up a Bible? Mm-hmm. How can they start asking those questions? How can they find it? Who, who, what resources can they go to? So like one of the things that we want to do with the sixth grade ministry was start that in sixth grade where they can um, learn more about biblical doctrines. Like mm-hmm. um, next year, we're going to be st- starting a curriculum called Milestones where we pretty much walk through the Baptist faith and message mm-hmm. and learn those truths, but also just keep pushing those and um, more advancing those doctrines. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I think an important thing in student ministry, so if you've ever looked at secular um, human growth and development theories, right? Mm-hmm. So adolescence, like so that time generally 12 to 18, is when people are creating or forming their identity, right? So learning who they are, figuring that out, um, and, and the independence from parents begins to grow as you reach 18 and you go into college and adulthood. And so for us, it's a desire to be a helpmeet to parents as they navigate that very difficult transition Because the interesting thing for parents is two of the most difficult transitions that they will ever make as a parent are between the ages of 12 and like 22, 23, 24. Because one, you have to learn how to let go a little bit Mm -hmm. as they they get older as a teenager. And then you have to learn how to not be completely involved as they enter college and adulthood. So trying to help parents navigate that and walk through that uh, in a way that, that honoring honors and glorifies Christ. You know, how do you disciple your child um, through that? Um, how do you connect with God through that? But even more importantly, with the issues that we're seeing today with transgenderism and uh, sexuality issues and, you know, am I a boy, am I a girl? Mm. Like all of that is connecting theology with identity development Mm. so and 
not telling them, don't ask those questions, but saying, what does God say? Like, let's, let's connect that back to what does God say in the Bible about who you are? You know, what does God say about you? Um, do you believe that you're fearfully and wonderfully made? You know, the way that you are. Um, that's not a new issue for teenagers, but I think it has gotten much more acute with this generation than it ever has been before. Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the things that we switched to um, roughly three years ago is a you know, small group model of youth ministry. And that is because we wanted to give students a safe place to ask those questions to um, where instead of going to the internet and mm -hmm. finding the questions where that can always dig into an even bigger hole, where they can come to church on Sundays, Wednesdays, they have adults there that want to talk to them, that want, desire to um, answer those questions. And for even for us to realize that we, even we don't have all the answers, um, but when a student does have questions that our answer is, you know, we don't know that right now, but we're going to find out for you. Yeah. And to push back against isolation. Yeah, sure. Because this generation is more isolated, more stressed out, more anxious than any generation uh, before. In fact, Zach and I were talking the other day with a parent. Um, and the stress level that was considered to be the level that you needed to put people into the hospital for mental disorders in the 1960s is what's considered normal for a teenager today. Wow. Wow. So that's how, I mean, that's how much anxiety and stress and worry has entered into this generation. And so it's this idea of, Hey man, let's, let's don't be isolated. Come don't just attend the church, but be part of it. Be part of the local community of God here called First Baptist Enterprise, and if not here, another church in town. Right. Um, because it is so much easier for you, both as a parent or as a teenager, to walk through these difficult years in community instead of in isolation. I mean, how many parents are out there in Enterprise right now that have questions about how do I raise a teenager, but they have nowhere to turn mm -hmm. that is faithful in their answers because they're not part of a connected community yeah. and they're not connected to God either. Yeah. You know, I've, I've learned firsthand that parenting um, is less of finding the particular ways because there's no one size fits all, but rather just being in community for encouragement, sharing ideas and then figuring out how to mold that to, um, you know, to one's own personal application of that because every child, I mean, having seven children, I've seen every child I have to deal with in a different manner and it takes incredible patience and love and concern and without the faith family here at First Baptist Enterprise, I, I just wouldn't be able to do it. Isn't it interesting that we are more isolated than we've ever been as a society and we are more connected as we've ever been as a society? And it just, it just shows that um, while that's ironic, it's a it's a reminder that we're made for a kind of community. It's not just any kind will do. This connectivity that is done on a more superficial level, you know, you have so many friends on, on Facebook, followers on Instagram, all these kind of stuff, that doesn't amount to true authentic community, even if you get comments and likes and everything. It's like a it's almost like a drug. It kinda of gives you a high for a little bit, then it then it you plummet and you need more and more and more and it 
Instead, what we need, I heard David Brooks say one time, I've been reading a book by him. He said, uh, he said, freedom is a blessing, but freedom is a curse. Absolute freedom where there's no commitment and no deep rootedness. He, he was like, we will be isolated and it will make us mad. It will make us miserable. It, may, it will make us, uh, and, and I see that with teenagers. I see that with young people because I see that with their parents too. I mean, I think, um, you know, you talk about stress. I think there's, there's some that have said secondhand stress is at an all-time high. They see the stress in their parents' life because of all the things that they, all these expectations. And, and a lot of this comes, you know, from smartphones and social media. But, but it's a hard issue, ultimately. It's a hard issue of not finding your identity in Christ and truly finding your peace in Christ. When we have that, we have what we need. We, can, we have the authority and the empowerment to put our, you know, those things aside. But, you know, I love, one of the things, and I, th- I think I will close with this, but one of the things I love in terms of your vision is, as you, you, you said it earlier, Brian, and I think, Zach, you alluded to it as well, um, the primary disciple makers of your children are the parents, are you, the parents. And, uh, but that's not the only disciple maker in your child's life. So your child is going to be formed in fashion and, and discipled by a number of, of influences. And what we want to do is always remember that the parents will be the, always be the number one influence for the good or the ill. But then next to that, it should, I mean, we should have um, the ability as parents to, to try to pick and choose who those influencers are going to be. There's some things that are out of our control. We can't be helicopter parents and manipulate everything. But some of those would be the church, you know, and you talked about small groups. I want, I want godly people in our church to be pouring into my children. That's what I want. I mean, I, I need that. They need that. Um, I need to be, the message that they hear from me needs to be reinforced somewhere else. You know, of course, you guys, as you stand up and teach on Wednesday nights, and they're going to be here over the next several years. They're going to be hearing you guys speak the, the gospel truth over and over again. So there's a number of influences that will shape and fashion a child's heart. And what I want to do is be able to have the God-given authority, and that's what he's given me, it's what he's given you, it's what he's given all parents, to be able to to say, all right, this is this is who you're going to sit under. And uh, and then the, there will be all, there will always be influences that we that we can't manipulate. But for the ones that we can't, for the ones that we choose, we want them to be good. And I and that's what I'm so thankful that uh, your vision for student ministry is not merely, hey, let's drop your children off and let's we'll disciple them, but rather equipping families, equipping parents to to, to disciple and being a supplement for that discipleship, a, a, a vital supplement for that discipleship. And I tell you, the more we do that, we will see another generation be raised up and sent out for the glory of Christ. That's what our hope is. That's what our prayer is. And with that, I just got to say, fellas, I'm so thankful to be working with you. I'm so thankful for your your heart for ministry, your heart for discipleship, and looking forward to the, the, the days ahead, because I do believe there are good days ahead, even in the midst of the crazy world that we live in. All right. Well, it's been good talking to you. We'll catch you again next time on Simple Rhythms. <laughs>